You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Hi all, Annie here for Showreel, and this week we are joined by Anna Barazoukas from the Setting Sun Film Festival. It is in its ninth year, and we talked to Anna about the festival and the upcoming dates for the entries for this year's festival. Thanks very much, Anna, for talking to me today. Um, of course, we're talking about uh, the uh, great uh, Setting Sun um, a film festival from the West. Do you want to give our listeners some understanding of why it's important that they have you on the radar at the moment? Okay, so we're calling for entries. Um, we've been going for about nine years now. Uh, next year will be our ninth festival. And we started off as, I guess, a little community festival out the West. There wasn't really any, um, you know, there wasn't any film festival out in the Western suburbs. And there's a lot of filmmakers out here. And um, I guess I just saw an opportunity to um, maybe look at starting a festival. And um, yeah, so that was many years ago and we're in our ninth year. We're looking for shorts and features. Um, we have a female filmmaker program. Um, we premiere a feature film every year. Um, we have a program from Greece. We have a sister festival in Greece and we also have a youth program. So we've got a lot of different um, categories as well as just a, just a standard short film section which um, you know people can enter their film into. So And that one we get all genres. We get animation, documentary, um, you know, drama. Uh, films go for about can go up to about forty minutes in the short film section. So um, it's really you know it's a I think it's a pretty good uh, range of films that we get every year. Um, we get a great uh, a great range of films from overseas as well. So yeah, hopefully um, fingers crossed, two thousand and twenty two will be at the Sun Theatre. The last two years, unfortunately, we had to cancel just as our festivals were about to go um, live. Uh, at the theatre and we had to um, go online obviously because of lockdowns so now that we're all vaccinated and it's a lot safer we're all hoping to be back in the theatre in in May next year. Yeah there's a there were some opportunities that came out of um, doing online as well as uh, in the theatre are you uh, contemplating uh, incorporating those um, assets Yes, we will be doing a hybrid festival. Is, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be doing, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think what COVID showed us is that there's a really um, a really good strong market out there for um, a viewership of online festivals. I think um, it's it's you know great to sort of be able to expand the audience. Obviously, when you go to a physical festival, you're just in that one little location, um, but an online festival gives you the audience of the whole world 
and you know people can tune in everywhere and it also um, means that people from overseas who have entered there filming the festival so they get a chance to be a part of the festival so there will be definitely be another online component as well as some physical sessions so at this stage um, you know what will be at the Sun Theatre and what will be online um, hasn't been worked out as we're still collecting the entries but yeah so there'll be um, you know opportunities to participate virtually and physically with the festival next year. So let's get it straight when's the deadline that people need to be aware of? It's the 31st of January um, yeah so every year we start the call for entries around about the beginning of October and then it ends sort of at the end of um, January so yeah you can get your films in. Yeah, right. And of course, online you can get, or if you go to your uh, web page, you can find all the um, formats and how you download and all that sort of stuff. That's right. So we, our website, settingsun.com.au, um, will have all the information and that you need to know about submitting. But we accept the films via Film Freeway. So you can actually just find us on Film Freeway if you're a filmmaker and you have an account or you can go just go straight to our website and hit submit here and that will take you to the Film Freeway page and you can upload your films there. Yeah, right. And so, so it's very easy. Yeah, and and also um, it, it's, it's very inclusive. It is a very inclusive festival. So um, obviously being in the western suburbs um, and being called myself, coming from a a cultural and linguistically diverse background, um, it was really important for me to create a festival that um, just showed the reality of Australia's uh, communities really and that we're multicultural. And so we've always had a really strong emphasis on that and I think the filmmaking community has responded to that. We do have an award, um, uh, the Cultural Diversity Award, which um, it basically is there to showcase films um, that cover culturally diverse films, uh, culturally diverse themes, and um, people, religions, ages. Um, you know, we've had films entered by filmmakers with disabilities or about those themes. So we give a we give a lot of exposure to like a, a non-mainstream, you know, audience, and we we've seen that section really grow. I think about a quarter of our films. Um, are culturally diverse, so we're really proud of that. Tell me, um, when a person puts in a film, do they designate where it's supposed to go? You know, what they're they entering? Can, okay, so they enter into like either the, just the general short film section, the rouge, which is the female filmmaker section, the features or the youth. But when they enter, when they tick their, when they on their, put in their application form, they will tick whether their film can go into other categories as well. So we have like an award for like best film Western suburbs. So that's a film that's just basically for the filmmakers out here. Um, and, you know, if they live out here, they can tick that box. If they've done a documentary, if they've done an animation, if they've done a comedy, they can just tick it. So we fine tune it. We have our own for, uh, form on the film freeway submission form um, that allows us to sort of, um, you know, create subcategories. Yeah. Otherwise, those film freeway form, um, forms are just enormous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some are very enormous forms. So, yeah, we just get, have general categories and then we, when we do the judging, we um, put films into different sections. 
And it's also really obvious that um, I'm doing the festival in the West like this was about uh, uh, doffing your hat to all the creative work that people in the West actually do. But you've also, the festival's been a, uh, instrumental in supporting uh students at schools as well as Victoria University in their yes. efforts, right? So, yes. So we have um, a, a youth section. Um, so we've always had a youth section and this year it's been sponsored by uh, Deakin University. And um, so we have great a great range of films that come in from secondary students. Occasionally we've had some primary school filmmakers, but essentially they're secondary school students and um, usually but sometimes they come from overseas as well not just Melbourne we usually get we get a lot of um, top screen uh, entrants so they're usually the top screen people they're like the best film uh, media students in the state um, so we get a lot of those entry people entering as well so I think yeah we, we do ha we have a dedicated program for uh, young people and they get a great exposure and we show that at the Sun Theatre when we've been able to. Um, the last couple of years, obviously, it's been online and we usually screen that program for free. People come down with their families and see this uh, film on the screen. Yeah, it's great to have, they're a great experience to see things communally and on a big screen, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, I think it's a real buzz for the kids too. Um, you know, so they really love it. I think, and for the, you know, the parents. So it's a, it's a feel-good program, but it's, I think it's um, it's it's a good stepping stone for kids to obviously have had a film in a festival, out, you know, not just something they've created in the classroom, but actually had it screened in a festival. I think it's it helps them, um, you know, get into tertiary courses. I know that it's helped other students we've had in the past. They've let me know that, um, you know, they've been a finalist or they've been in the and it's been something they can put in an application form. So we're really happy to be able to provide a stepping stone. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about the um, partnership you've got with the Greek Festival? So um, so it's the International, Athens International Short Film Festival um, and they have a sort of a, a second name called Saro Kokalo, which means fishbone. Um, and they just do the same thing that we kind of do, I guess. But in Athens, they just have a just a, an, an international short film festival. They get films from all around um, Greece and Cyprus um, and then, you know, the rest of the world as well. So we've set up a, a partnership where they send uh, content to us, some of the films from their festival, and we send content from our, fest from our festival to them and they get a program um, together. So we, yeah, so they, we, we're just showcasing each other's filmmakers. So it's a good opportunity for filmmakers from our festival to, you know, be seen in another country, have their, you know, automatic entry and exposure. And it's also, we have a really big um, Greek community here in Melbourne and, you know, um, in, in generally anyway, anyone can watch the film, but it's also, a, you know, a good opportunity to, for, you know, to cater to that audience. Yeah, yeah. Does that mean you have to uh, do subtitling and stuff like that? The films come subtitled, so um, yeah. So we send films there with English subtitles. The filmmakers know to do that, and then they send their films here with English subtitles. So even even if they're yeah, you, anyone can watch them. 
I mean, that's just, I think, like generally most people will have English subtitles. In, it seems to be like a common a common language in film festivals, I think. Yeah, yeah, it just means that people and get they, to understand yeah. how that works. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, yeah, I think all yeah all the films, all the films. Because it's one of the requirements of their festival that everybody's films are subtitled in English. So we get, they automatically come subtitled to us, which is handy. It means more, lots more people can access the um can, the program. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, another thing about Setting Sun is that uh, you have a lot of partnerships as well as uh, good prizes. We do so. We have um, obviously we have a partnership with the Sun Theatre. They donate um, like a prize to the best feature film, so they host that. Um, we they provide that venue space, and um, you know we we show a film there, and um, as well they give the winner of the best film their own venue, so they can come down and, and showcase some of their films, and they get that for free. All of our filmmakers get like tickets as well they get a double pass or the um the winning filmmakers i should say um kindred studios of um they that so i'm like an artist in residency there um so the festival has an artist in residency space there and that's where we produce the festival so we've been there since 2015 so that's very a very generous and much needed um support and so yeah, we have lots of different people. So um, we have people like uh, Black Magic Design. They are giving a prize to the best secondary student. Um, uh, Hummingbird Rentals, they also give a prize to, um, they give $1,000 worth of uh, in-kind um, rentals to a filmmaker, I think Best Tertiary. Think Family, they give money, a money prize to the best acting performance. That comes from, um, there's a little bit of a history around that prize. Um, which people can read about on the website. So we've got lots of different, and yourself, you guys are sponsors too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And we care because it's a great, great um, event. It, it's a, it gives you. people lots of opportunities, uh, filmmakers yeah, local been... as well as um, international. Yeah, so you guys have been um, sponsors since the beginning. So I'm very grateful that in our ninth year you guys are still uh, with us. Yeah, well, so, we, yeah. we're very keen. The other thing about it is, uh, it, like you say, it's nine years and you, you created it with others, you know, from a, from a dead stop. Uh, what have you learnt over those nine years as a festival director? Oh, gee, what have I learnt? Um, I've learnt you have to be very adaptive and um, to whatever's going on. So obviously in the last couple of years we've had, you know, unexpectedly had to cancel festivals. I mean, I think that first year in 2020 where everybody was caught unawares and had to quickly, you know, work out how to still present, how to present their event and how to stay, how to survive. Because I think, um, you know, not a, not a lot of events, a lot of events, I mean, businesses just, you know, really struggled and a lot of them probably aren't in operation anymore because of COVID. So I think that's been the the main thing is just how to stay ahead and to respond very quickly to changes and, and just to survive. So it's been the main one every year. And just being aware of just different things that are going on in around the world and what everybody else is doing and, you know, industry trends and stuff. I think um, 
that's been the main one. Just, you know, just being, it's a constant process of learning what's out there and what everyone's doing and, and just reaching those standards. The the um, business of uh, uh, dealing with COVID must have been um, a very, uh, uh, you know, uh, steep learning curve. It was, yeah. So we, we had, I think that was, um, I think I rang the council, I think I'd heard about overseas in some countries that I think a couple of festivals I've had to cancel at the last minute film festivals and so I remember contacting them in March um, saying do I need to have like a COVID plan and they said I'll just you know they sent me something about washing hands and social distancing and then I think three days later I think it was like um, it was a I think it was Friday the 13th and I think the Grand Prix cancelled the L'Oreal Fashion Festival cancelled you know everything just changed within a matter of a few days but at that stage, I hadn't, um, you know, cancelled my festival, and then, you know, and then I had to cancel. So it was really, you know, very dramatic. So tell me about um, how you got it to be online. That's what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. So that was um, research again. I had to just look into very quickly. I mean, I think I think because I. I had I'd seen what had happened overseas. I'd been and I'd seen what was going on. So before we'd reached that point, we we weren't in lockdown, but festivals were cancelling, and so that gave me a, a bit of time because we were like, I think, um, still six weeks to go from when those festivals first cancelled, like the comedy festival, all of those, and we were still six weeks away. And I think that's when I sort of researched how how you put on an online festival, and I think I had a few you know phone calls and. And worked out the the easiest way to do it was to just quickly produce the programs to, and put them on YouTube. So that was just really, um, you know, and, and that's something other festivals do. They actually just, you know, um, put upload films onto YouTube or Vimeo. And then since then, a lot of online platforms have developed that that have um, really risen to prominence, and they've they offer like a package. Like you know, we look at something like what Myth. If you anybody watched any of the MIF festivals that was online this year. And it's like a whole package that streams all your films and you buy your tickets and um, there's a program and stuff. So um, that's all like, that's what I had to do. I just had to quickly research it and work out very quickly and, you know, very cheaply as well what I could do because a lot of money had already been spent putting on a a physical festival. Um, So, yeah, that's what I had to do. And then into this year, because we postponed our festival, and um, the 2021 festival, instead of doing it in May, we did it in June. Um, and so that one, again, to compensate for COVID, I went straight for a hybrid festival. So I'd um, organised to have three physical sessions at the Sun Theatre, the opening night, the women's program, and um, I think it was the uh, youth program. And the other rest were all going online. And, but I produced the whole festival online anyway in the event so that we had to we went into lockdown very suddenly and that's what happened we went into lockdown very suddenly but I'd already had had the online the whole festival produced online and I imagine that's what everybody else did too they produced um two they worked on two festivals they worked on putting the whole festival online and then programmed a few festivals to happen um you know at theatres in the events 
um, that we could go ahead and have theatre sessions or we had to go completely online. So I think 2021 was better in that we were all able to we all were able to plan in advance, and I think 2020 just caught everybody unawares. So really, what you're saying is it's being fearless and quick on your feet. Basically, yeah, it's been. I mean, I think we were the first ones last year to go online because in that sort of the festival, the film festival calendar year. So we were the first one coming up in COVID that had to go online. So there wasn't anyone even to say, oh, gee, what is everybody else doing? Um, but in the end, that was, you know, that was a good way to do it. I think it worked really well. It was really easy to just, um, you know, create the YouTube files, just to pay a videographer and create all the, put all the sessions as a 90-minute as a program, upload them and then share them. They got a lot of exposure. I think in, we only had, I think, one week of, um, you know, no publicity at all because it, everything was, the whole world was in lockdown. So I think in that, you know, purely from social media, I think we got about like 5,000 people um, watching, which was a good effort for, you know, a festival in the western suburbs of Melbourne, I think we got something like, I don't know, 90 countries, people from 90 countries, um, you know, watching. So that was like, you know, really, you know, it, it was a good effort for something that really had no publicity. That is not a sort of, we do get a, we do get a lot of international entries, but we're not like internationally known. It's not like we're mere for Sundance or, you know, the St Kilda Film Festival or anything like that. So, you know, we were, you know, we were happy with that. You know, I was, you know, happy... So, yeah, it was easier this time round because we there were a lot more we could plan a lot easier. Having said it was easier, um, I have to say we we put the the last year's postponed festival that the festival that got postponed. So we put an online version and then we put the physical fe- uh, festival on in February this year at the beginning of the year, and so then in. And then in May we had to um, put on the 2021 festival, so I, which is why it got postponed to June because I was I went back to back, and then I finished the June festival and basically had to apply for all my grants to put on the 2022 festival. So basically, I've worked on three festivals this year, and um, yes, so yeah, I don't recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty exciting. I don't recommend. I think I was so tired by the end of um you know the end of june so having said that i had i only really had three months to produce this year's festival the actual 2021 festival um well it's great it's great a lot more knowledge yeah yeah and and it's great to to be able to have both i mean there's something really wonderful about people coming together and watching everything on screen and you know, so it's a relief that uh, 2022 will be um, probably live, assuming nothing happens, touch wood. I think there's a good feeling that it will be live um, because, you know, we'll all be on our boosters by then and, um, you know, I mean, you can never tell with, um, you know, COVID, but I think there's a general confidence that now that we, we do have vaccination rates that are so high, in Melbourne that we will be able to put on some physical sessions. So, again, if we can't, um, the whole festival will be online. And, um, yeah, so, you know, whatever, hap- hopefully we will have at least our opening night. So that was a bit sad this year that the second year we couldn't do our opening night, which is, um, you know, always a lot of fun and people, you know, really 
look forward to it in the area. Um, they always, you know, people always saying they really enjoy it, and it's one of their highlights. Well, the sun's you know, a, a beautiful. Some of the events. Yeah, the sun's a beautiful cinema, and Yarraville's a great suburb. Yeah, it's so yeah. nice. It's a, yeah, it's very. Uh, it's got a good community feel, I think. You know, and so. Yeah, and I think that, you know, people enjoy that. They enjoy that intimacy. Yeah, I think so too. So just before we finish up, just remind uh, filmmakers what they need to do and the dates. Okay, so the um, festival will be in May next year, um, from the 5th to the 12th. It closed, entries close at the end of January, 31st of January 2022. And all the details are on the website, settingsun.com.au. We accept... Um, short films and feature films. So you can um, hop online and read up all about it if you've not heard of us before or you have heard of us and you want to enter your film. And just it will tell you on the homepage what you need to do and direct you to the uh, film freeway entry page. And then just wait to see your film, I suppose. Well, we go through the judging. So judging happens in February. Okay. Thanks, Anna. Thanks for... um talking to us this morning. Calling all filmmakers, the ninth annual Setting Sun Film Festival wants your film. Enter a short or a feature-length film for the chance to see your work up on the gorgeous Sun Theatre screen in Yarraville. The Sun Theatre was voted one of the most beautiful theatres in the world with up to $10,000 in prizes for winners. Entries close on the 31st of January 2022. Go to settingsun.com.au and enter your film now. The Setting Sun Film Festival is a 3CR supporter. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. Coming up at the Nightcap. Better late, running till 3am every Friday and Saturday, featuring the best local and international bands and DJs, including Zeitgeist Freedom Energy Exchange, Gypsy Brown with Tando, Spasta with Adriana and Odd Mob, Domingo Latino Sundays with La Influencia and Calle Luna. Upcoming shows including Art vs. Science, ModCon, I Know Leopard and more. For info and tickets, head to thenightcat.com.au. A 3CR supporter. That's it for Showreel this week. Until next week, keep safe. Talk soon. Bye from Annie. You like it already? I do, actually, yeah. Life will get you in the end <laughs> On this one thing you can depend When you're on the bridge of death Don't hold your final breath Cause life will get you in the end A <laughs> life can drive you round the bend You think it's never gonna end Then somebody comes along And reminds you in a song That life We'll get you in the end.
rattling round the universe As a human being, while it could be worse Life's a gift, it's not a curse So live, go, blimey And life will get you in the end And so farewell to you, my friend One final thing to try is bend and kiss your ass goodbye Cause life will get you in the end In the end You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.